Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. 106 in Edmonton, hour number two. Oilers Now, Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you. Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. We wish you and yours all the best during these uncertain times. Digitex C-A is Albert. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Uh, you can reach us on a River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, the River Cree Resort and Casino. The province is back up and at them, and so too is the River Cree Resort and Casino. You can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. Speaking of text, just before we go to David Staples for the Cult of Hockey, uh, Kevin, in Atlanta, Georgia. Bob, do any trades attached to the expansion draft selections get announced tonight? Yes, they all do. It will all be worked out. And again, you can keep texting us. uh, and we'll try to get as many in as we can. This one comes in saying, losing Larson just reinforces the perceived lack of progress we've made the past four years. It also makes the Hall trade even more sour now. The window of opportunity is closing. Holland had better pull a rabbit soon. It's interesting with Taylor Hall. He was traded to Arizona, right? Uh, and then from Arizona... Uh, did not get signed in Arizona and was traded for Buffalo, moved for a second-round pick. So it's moved around to uh, New Jersey, Arizona, uh, Buffalo, Boston. Again, the rumor is uh, a four, and I think Taylor Hall is going to do really well in Boston. I wonder if something else shakes out there. Time will tell in that regard. Uh, here we go to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, and we welcome back to the show from the Cult of Hockey, David Staples. Hello, David. How are you doing? Uh Bob, it's a tough day for an Oiler fan. It's a tough day. Why? Well, <laughs> I was a Larson fan. Yep. Big Larson fan. Yep. And I've been saying for a long time, if the Oilers were to lose Larson, they'll be looking for years for a player just like him. You know, big, strong, really, really effective shutdown D-man on the right side. Just hard to replace a player like that. I mean, uh, it's funny, Bob. Heading into this free agency season, I was ho- hoping for a shutdown pairing of Adam Larson and Jamie Alexiak. Uh, watch what you wish for. <laughs> Seattle got it. Dallas Seattle lost Jamie. D- Dallas was hoping to get Alexiak. Everybody assumed Alexiak was getting re-signed in Dallas as well. Uh, they got Heishkin in there. They still have Klingberg. I think this is going to open it up for uh, Seth Jones potentially to be moved to uh, the Dallas Stars. Of course, he grew up there. Uh, it's And I've had somebody here just text me right now and say, Bob, do the fans not realize that Adam Larson wasn't ours to lose? His contract ended. Um, that is one way to look at it. I mean, I, I totally understand it. I mean, on a personal level, and I think I can speak for a lot of the media that were actually there, okay, that are actually privileged enough to be down day by day. And there are media that are accredited that never show up. But for the media that are down there on a day by day, 
you'd be pretty hard pressed to find better guys to deal with on a day-to-day basis than Oscar Clefbaum and Adam Larson. And we didn't have that privilege during the course of the past year, the face-to-face. Today was the first day, as an example, Jamie Cartmel is now the Oilers' PR guy. Today is the first day I shook Jamie's hand since he, he got the job because it was during, uh, you know, the, the league rules of this sort of version of the bubble that they had. And so we did Zoom with Adam, but, like, he, he, and, and I want the listeners to know this. Like, Oscar and Adam were, were really good guys. But, David, it was his prerogative to make a choice. And for what? And I, I just read a piece from Spec during the break. He brought up four or five different factors. We're, we're not going to know why he made the decision, but he's done. So I That's get it. So baffling, yeah, Bob. Because listen, uh, in his exit, I was just listening to Adam Larson's exit interview again. He was talking about really positively loving the team, loving the city. I mean, you mentioned this yesterday with Spec as recently as uh, as a month ago. You were 85, 90% sure. This was the word from all the insiders. Um, 85, 90% sure Adam Larson's coming back to Edmonton. It seemed like a done deal, and now suddenly suddenly things change. And, and we don't know what it is. We're left to speculate. And it's, I don't know if that's frustrating or what, but it's, it's a tough one, Bob, because he's, he, if the terms of the contract in Seattle are correct, four years at $4 million, that's a, re, that's, you know, that was well within what the orders were offering. Sure. And so it just seems like, feels, it's, it kind of, it's, it's a little bit of a feeling, you know, Adam Larson isn't Chris Pronger. It's completely A little different. bit of a feeling like that, though, if, you know, from a fan perspective, that just completely have different. someone jilt, jilt the city, choose a different, he, choose a different city. Now, you know, it is, I know, and the, and the reasons for the Pronger trade are different, but it's, I'm just saying the feelings, the same of being jilted as a fan, you know, having a player pick another city, uh, just because, um, he's, he's preferring that place over Edmonton when he could have earned the same money in term. It, this wasn't about money. This wasn't about term. This was about something else than that. And it's a little bit, that's, what's hard about it yeah. as well. I, you know, I, I look at the Pronger situation differently. Like Larson played here for four years. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. He went, he went through a personal tragedy here. Okay. He won the fans over. Remember how that trade and, and people are out there and people get, I mean, I, I saw stuff at seven in the morning from guys I know, guys I go for a beer with once in a while and they're just losing it. And that is, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is part of the, uh, part of the uniqueness of the Edmonton experience. Um, but I would look at the Larson situation differently than Chris Pronger. I got to tell you, I, I very differently. All right. Uh, so what should they do, David? So well, that's a that's you know, a heck of a question, isn't it, Bob? Like, I mean, we've heard reports, and you've you've said it yourself. Tyson Berry might be interested in coming back. That's a very interesting uh, right side of the defense. Uh, Bouchard, Barry, and Bear, if that was to be the group, you would have to then get a really big, strong left side defenseman uh, to partner. You, you need at least one of those guys uh, on your roster. You have Darnell Nurse, of course, who has that physical presence, but you're going to have to replace Larson's physical presence. Yeah. So you could you could conceivably bring in a left side defenseman to play with Evan Bouchard on the third pairing, um, who will be that physical player. Uh, it's other than Barry Tyson. Barry is an option on the right side. I mean, uh, there's there's you could bring in Hamannick. You could bring in 
who's the other people that we've been mentioning um, in terms of Pissick, Mark Pissick. I've heard that name thrown out there. There are other kind of lesser right wow. shot demon out I mean, there. Pissick two years ago was playing forward and was a part-time <laughs> player this past year in Dallas. I, I mean, the names that was, some people mentioned, David Savard, Brian Lawton, yeah, and, and I think myself and Brian see Savard, you know, at 30, at 28, no question, he was at number four. Uh, if you watch the playoffs this year, he kind of looked better settled in the third position. Uh, pairing that said, he was on a great team. Um, Hamannick, to me, isn't the same Hamannick that he was with the Islanders now that he's bounced around a couple of years, but he's still an effective player. Uh, certainly a guy that I don't think would hesitate to play in Western Canada. I mentioned Yanni Hockenpah, uh, and Brian Lawton really likes him. And I mentioned, side, Gabr- right? I mentched Gabranson, and Gabranson's another guy. It, it's going to be – there's going to be an opportunity here, David. By the way, did you read Kurt Levin's – from the Cult of Hockey – did you read his uh, nine thoughts on uh, on Sunday? Yeah, I read it. I don't uh, – I can't remember what he said in relation to this. Well, just because I, I asked you what would you do, and Kurt did a piece about, you know, how he's been involved in senior management and, is in, and full disclosure so the listeners are aware, he is – he he oversees talent for the Patterson Group, for Jim Patterson, who's one of the wealthiest Canadians worth somewhere between 8 to 10 billion. Yeah, in radio stations across Western Canada. And, like, yeah. He oversees like 40 radio stations. And, you know, he's worked in management, he's worked in sports before, and he said, hey, uh, I don't think I could come in and run a team. But I, I do think the beauty of Edmonton is we got about 600,000 people that think they could uh, be a general manager of an NHL team. I think yeah. I get texts from them every day, which is awesome. I love the passion. But... <laughs> well, there's, we're, we, we, we might be included in that number, Bob. Um, the The... You know, this is a huge opportunity for Evan Bouchard and Ethan Bear. And it's a kind of opportunity, you know, I I was hoping Bouchard would get this past year. He's getting it now. And we'll see how they can do. For Ethan Bear, I mean, he there's some people who think he's already um, played well as a top four team and already established himself. I'm not quite in that camp. I, but it is a huge opportunity for him. And he could be asked to step up and be Darnell's nurse's partner um, like he was in 2019-20. Uh, and we'll see if – I, I thought he took a step back last year. But maybe he can take a step up this year. Maybe Evan Bouchard can. And, you know, it's not ideal for for them to be counting on – they're not counting on Dmitry Samarukov. But D- Dmitry Samarukov is a left-shot D-man who, with Moscow last year, uh, Seska and Moscow, he played on the right side – and he was really strong in the KHL. He was a shutdown demon in the KHL. Now, it's going to take him, you know, ideally, the highest he would play this year would be third pairing on the Oilers. But down the road, you know, if you go for a short-term fix on the right side, Samarukov might be the long-term answer to take Adam Larson's spot as that kind of shutdown demon on the top four. But that's probably two or three years away. Yeah, and, you know, coaches, they like experience. And we've talked about it. I believe in time, David, the defense will get bigger, okay? It will be a bigger D. Uh, that's part of the reason why I've got some time for Hockenpah as a six foot five right shot. To me, there's a new type of sort of gangly, awkward guy that's difficult, that's got some reach. Like, a lot of people didn't like Cernak a couple years ago. Now they like Cernak and... I just wonder whether or not there's, and Hockenpot doesn't have Cernak's bite, but he but he can defend a little bit at that size, and he's got some wingspan. So even Alexiak, you know, he was 
It he took was, him a long time. Eh, it get, took him a long time. So, yeah. uh, what has the response? Twenty nine, right? Talking pot would be like he's he's an older veteran, so he, yep. it would take him. He'd be uh, you know the fill in for a couple of years until you. He's not like Cernuck in that he Cernuck was young. Right. Tell me this. Uh, what has the response been to? Uh, and again. It's fait accompli here. Hall's going to get done in Boston. Uh, I, I don't know if it's been, you know, at some point it'll get confirmed here. Six million times four years. Nugent Hopkins re-signed at Edmonton. The Oilers still need another top six winger. What's the response been on Zach Hyman? I, I'm finding a lot of people really leery. And, you know, talking to my cult of hockey colleagues, like both uh, Kurt Levins and Bruce McCurdy and, and myself, are all leery about that kind of contract for a 29-year-old player who's a really good player right now. Like, no one no one uh, doesn't think that, and no one's saying this guy for the next year or two might be a, a really good player for the Oilers. But the kind of term and money that we're hearing about, um, I think a lot of fans are really leery of, you know, the kind of contract that goes sideways for a winger heading into their 30s. The names of, you know, Andrew Ladd comes up. Uh, David Clarks and that kind of comparison comes to mind um, right off the top of people's heads. So I'm not Oilers fans are pretty leery. I, you know, James Neal, we've been through the James Neal, Milan Lucic signing. So, you know, there might be some happiness in the short term with, with the Hyman signing, but if that were to happen and it's a, a long-term deal, people would be scratching their heads, I think. All right, David, how do people follow your stuff? Uh, for the cult of hockey at D Staples on Twitter. And Thanks, are you Bob. still at two thousand? I checked. I'm at forty-eight. Forty-eight people <laughs> blocked, and uh, over forty of them have one of the seven words that George Carlin used to say involved in either their Twitter uh, handle or the little underneath part that goes underneath that, whatever they call it. Uh, so, so you're still over two thousand blocked, eh? But oh, mo- damn. Mostly uh, for I, politics. I hope, hopefully, I got. Hopefully, I'll get a few more today. Uh, you know, I'm in a bad mood, so I'm going to. You're in a bad people. mood. You've taken it personally that Adam didn't want to play here anymore. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm, it, it, I'm, I am. Uh, listen, I, I write about the orders and talk about them as a fan. So as a fan, yeah, it's a down day. It's a depressing day. All right. Great stuff. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Bob. 120 in Edmonton. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Uh, let's do this. Bob, the orders should trade Evan Bouchard for Colton Pareko. Look, I love Colton Pareko. No chance you make that deal. Now, if St. Louis wants to move Colton Pareko, I would be in on Colton Pareko all day, but I'm not giving him Evan Bouchard. Uh, Colton Pareko, Larry Robinson, in St. Louis during the course of the 2018-19 season, advised the, the Craig Berube to put Jay Bomeister not with Alex Petrangelo, uh, Petrangelo, but to put him with Colton Pareko, and that became the shutdown pair for the Blues. I like Colton Pareko a lot, but I, do, I would not trade, with all due respect to Colton, I would not trade him for Evan Bouchard. Uh, Bob, let's get Landeskog. Would be a great fit from Dan and Windsor. I still think, ultimately, that uh, the Oilers are not going to see Landeskog um, Get, uh, I think Landis Gog will resign with the uh, Colorado Avalanche. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Bob, could there be a trade for Brett Burns just so we could upset Phil, uh, the Fear of the Finn fan? <laughs> oh, man. Ryan in Calgary says, Bob, the Oilers are in big trouble. 
This is where I remind you that Edmonton came in second in the division this year, second in the division last year, and that Calgary did not make the playoffs. Bob, the Oilers are in big trouble with two of the best players in the world on their team. Which some of you have made the point, by the way, and I don't, you know, I, again, I, I really like, uh, on, a, on a personal level, big fan of Adam Larson, but there are, there have, I gotta, I've got so many, you know what I'll do? I'll find the text because there's been lots going on here. Uh, this, okay, Herm, who uh, is a former pro player himself, says, Bob, uh, what in the age is going on? David Savard is not even close to being Adam Larson. Big loss when you lose Larson. Some young D-man will really need to step up. That one comes to us from Herm. <laughs> well, what can I tell you? I got a couple of media guys texting me back saying they would trade Pareko for Evan Bouchard in a New York second. They're wrong. Uh, 122. We'll be back with more texts and get to the Oilers Now injury report for James H. Brown. You're listening to Oilers Now. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6.30 Chat. All right, 124 in Edmonton. Uh, let's get to the Oilers Now Injury Report brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. What's going on, uh, Brendan Escott, with this Edmonton Elks greatest team of all time? How do people participate in that? You know, off the top of your head. Yeah, yeah, you're uh, you're going to the contest page at 630ched.com, and you're voting for your all-time favorite Edmonton Elks. And while you're there, you get the chance to uh, enter your name for uh, a pair of season tickets as well. Is this uh, is this by position? You're doing the team by position. Yeah, or, that's okay. Right. Well, I'm picking Trent Brown for the best safety of all time. The heavy hitters in injury law. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. What do you got, Brendan? Uh, well, uh, despite being passed over in favor of Vince Dunn in the expansion draft, the surgeon that repaired Vladimir Tarasenko's uh, oft-injured shoulder says he has no doubt that the Russian is going to be ready for next season. Uh, he called the shoulder stable, strong, and said he had no doubts that Vlad will be 100% ready for the upcoming season. He does, of course, have two years left at $7.5 million per season and has asked for a trade out of St. Louis as well. Three surgeries since 2018 and the scoring decline is kind of turning uh, a lot of suitors off from what I understand there. All right, the Fawns has come up with an original nickname and text us at 780-496-0063. The Oilers just made the team weaker. Alexiak and Larson should have been our shutdown pair. Kenny has no clue. Softest D in the show just got softer from the Fawns. All right, Fonzie you say so of course seattle was able to get both guys because they had a negotiation window dallas didn't get alexiak done and ultimately larson elected to go somewhere else uh, again you can text us 780-496-0063 haji oh, this is going to get people fired up bob let's be honest here larson only gave the orders one and a half years of solid d he was capable of. He suffered lots of injuries and at times played with little emotion. He's not irreplaceable. Tyson Berry, if they can sign him, can slot in alongside Nurse on the first pairing and played well together. Baron Keith can excel as a second pairing and then go get Gabranson to add much-needed size and PK role for a third pairing with Bouchard leaving Russell and Lagason for 7-8 and eight from Haji. 
well, you'd have two right-handers, Branson and Bouchard, playing in your third pairing, Haji, if you uh, do that. Uh, another texter says, Bob, with Larson gone and Clefbaum on LTIR, what is our space? About right now, the team's got about 19 million bucks. Is that factoring in? Yes, factoring in the LTIR. That's what I have. Assuming that they deploy a cap mechanism here in the course of the next week, you can figure out what I'm saying. Again, you can text us, 780-496-0063. Kim K says, I totally agree with Haji. Bob, what's going on with Zach Bogosian or Brandon Montour? Uh, I see them on the UFA list. Well, we haven't mentioned Zach Bogosian. He might be a decent fit. Uh, might want to play read, uh, right as well. Again, you can uh, text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, Bob, I used to defend you, but you've really become an Oilers apologist. Tell me uh, with a straight face that Holland didn't blank this up by signing Keith and not protecting Larson. You can't. No one can. Well, you need Larson to sign and to commit in order to protect him. That's... Part, there was one skater, period, that was a UFA that was protected by an NHL organization. And that skater was Yoel Armia of the Montreal Canadiens. There were two goaltenders protected as UFAs. Buffalo protected one because they didn't have a single goaltender under contract. Okay? So in order for Larson to be on the protected list... He would have needed to have been signed. And I think if he would have been signed, he would have been on the protected list. Uh, Again, Fletch from Calgary says very quickly, Larson going to Seattle can be seen as a Washington state having no state income tax on $4 million salary. His take-home pay is about $2.46 million. The weather in Seattle is the same as that in Victoria, and it's got less rain than Vancouver. No snow, shovel, and winter temperatures at 9 degrees. We're not going to know what were the contributing factors. It is interesting that if you listen to the audio from Larson's exit interview, it looked like uh, he was headed down the path of stain. He elected not to. That is his prerogative. Thank you for all of your interesting perspectives on the Ashley Five Floors text line off to Global News Weather Traffic Update with Eileen Bell. Back with John Shannon when we return in Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.